Good evening and welcome to Christ the King. This is a service of Tenebrae on Good Friday. Tenebrae is Latin for the word darkness. And throughout the service, you'll note there's no lights in this sanctuary. And throughout the service, as one reading is read after the other, the lights will be extinguished until the sanctuary is dark, representing the darkness that fell over the land for three hours uh, when Jesus hung on the cross. I just want to make a few service notes before us, for us before we begin. First of all, you'll note that most of our hymns are in the hymnal. I should say all of our hymns are in the hymnal. Uh, the service is organized so that the first uh, half of the service will be congregational, and for those portions that are congregational, we'll all stand and sing together. Towards the latter half of the service, when it becomes too dark to see, then we will mostly listen as the chamber choir sings for us. Again, due to COVID restrictions, we'd ask that you would keep your masks on through the duration of the service. And after a brief moment, our service will begin. rise. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and we loved darkness rather than light. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. For God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, but all who do what is true come to the light. Let us worship in spirit and in truth. The Lord be with you, with your spirit. Together let us pray. Almighty God, we beseech you graciously to behold this your family for whom our Lord Jesus Christ was willing to be betrayed and given into the hands of sinners, and to suffer death upon the cross, who now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. We'll read our psalm responsively by the whole verse. I will begin. The congregation will respond. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And are so far from my cry, from the words of my complaint. O my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. In the night season also, but I find no rest. But you remain holy, enthroned upon the praises of Israel. They called upon you and were delivered. They put their trust in you and were not confounded. All those who see me laugh me to scorn. They curl their lips and shake their heads, saying, 
but you are he that took me out of my mother's womb. You were my hope when I was yet upon my mother's breasts. Oh, go not far from me, for trouble is near at hand, and there is none to help me. Bulls of Bashan close me in on every side. They gape at me with their mouths like a raving and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart also, in the midst of my body, is like melting wax. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaves to my gums. You bring me to the dust of death. They pierce my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They stand staring and looking upon me. But be not far from me, O Lord. You and my succor hasten to help me. My life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and my soul in misery from among the horns of the wild oxen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The congregation may be seated for a brief reflection. I just want to share a few thoughts on Psalm 22. Psalm 22 is a psalm that's written by King David. If you look in the Bible, it will say as much. This is a psalm written by David. It will even have a tune and name. The strange thing about this psalm is that we can, most scholars can place where the different events of David's life occurred. This is not the only psalm that David wrote. And most biblical scholars can say this psalm was written during this event. This psalm was written during that event. But there's no event in David's life that corresponds to what he experienced here. King David experienced plenty of hardship. He experienced plenty of challenge. He, explained, he experienced plenty of persecution. But the, the psalm does not describe a persecution. The psalm describes an execution. And David never experienced that. This is a psalm that Uh, we will look at and say the Old Testament authors wrote better than they realized. They wrote in anticipation of something yet to happen. And what happened was fulfilled. The psalm was fulfilled when Jesus died on the cross. To study the psalm, to read the psalm, is to walk a little bit on holy ground. And What I mean is that the Bibles are very... They don't go into a lot of detail about the, the pain and the agony and the, the difficulties that Christ inevitably experienced on the cross. It's very terse. He was crucified. He said, I was thirsty. But there's not much detail aside from that. This psalm gives us a little insight into what was going through his mind. We know this because this is a psalm he quoted from the cross. And so to look at this psalm, again, is to walk on holy ground. 
a little insight into what Jesus was experiencing on the cross. I just want to draw a few points for us. What did the Lord experience? He experienced the power of evil. Did you know how the forces of evil are described in animalistic, almost demonic terms? The, the dogs have surrounded me, the bulls of Bashan are circling about me. Uh, the crowds are described as oxen or animals, almost demonic. Very few of us have any experience with a, a, a ferocious animal. I know I don't. Uh, much less a pack of ferocious animals. And that's exactly what the Lord saw and felt as he looked out uh, from his cross. Not a friendly face, just a pack of animals, humanity at its worst, circling, coming ever closer. And that is what he saw. This passage gives us a sense of the motivation of the crowds on that day. In the gospel readings, we read that some were motivated out of envy. The chief priests were motivated out of envy. And you can see that reflected in verse 7. All those who see me laugh to scorn. They curl their lips. They shake their heads, saying, He trusted in God. Let him deliver him, if he will have him. Envy, mockery. We see the motivation of petty gain. Some gambled for my clothes. We see the motivation of the crowds, and some just gaped. A twisted appetite to see the spectacle. They gape at me with their mouths. Verse 13. This psalm reveals a little bit of the darkness that Jesus encountered on Good Friday. And equally, this psalm reveals a little bit of the anguish that Jesus endured because of that darkness. No, certainly no word, no psalm could even scratch the surface of what Jesus experienced, but this psalm comes close. The psalm describes the mockery that Jesus endured. He describes himself as a worm and not a man, verse 6. Jesus was mocked, he was spit upon, he was crowned with thorns and a robe cast on his shoulders. A soldier struck him and said, prophesy who hit you. That's mockery. And the devastating thing about mockery is it not only kills the body, but it kills the spirit as well. He was mocked. This passage describes the physical pain that Jesus endured. Again, nothing could do that justice. And from the cross we only hear, I thirst But in this psalm, we read some of the pain and some of the physical torment that he endured. I am poured out like water. My bones are out of joint. My hands and my feet are pierced. My strength is dried. My tongue cleaves to my mouth. And all that pain of mockery, pain of physical torment, certainly pales in comparison to the pain of abandonment. Abandonment by his friends, yes, but abandonment most of all by his father, his heavenly father. And he says, in the, as the opening line of the psalm says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I cry to you, but you do not hear me. And that's what Jesus experienced on the cross. The psalm provides a vivid portrayal of evil. 
and provides a, a vivid account of what Jesus experienced as he encountered that evil. And we know this is a little bit of what the Lord experienced because this is what he quoted from the cross. Jesus expressed the terrible experience of God-forsakenness by quoting the only scripture that ever foretold it. And it is a passage that he alone perfectly fulfilled. And so now we turn from this psalm to its fulfillment as we hear the passion of our Lord. The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve, and as they were eating, he said, Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful, and began to say to him, one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes, as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives.
Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly, I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand.
While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled? Then it must be so. At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I sat in the temple teaching, And you did not seize me. But all this has taken place that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled.
Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered. And Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death, but they found none. Though many false witnesses came forward, at last two came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so, but I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spit in his face and struck him. And some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ. Who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. And a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus, the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth, and again he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly.
When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate, the governor. Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed, and he went and hanged himself. But the chief priests, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since it is blood money. So they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom a price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me.
Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas, 
So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands, and before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of that man's blood. See to it with yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified.
Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, They divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests, with the scribes and elders, mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way.
Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and he yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. And the tombs also were opened. Many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. And when the centurion and those who were with him keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God.
May the Lord Jesus Christ, who became obedient to death, even death upon the cross, be with us all forevermore.